Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts. We are in a two, second week of a four-week series uh, called uh, Bold. And in it, we are uh, talking about being bold uh, for Christ. And uh, we are in Acts chapter 4 this morning, so if you'd like to turn there. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about, um, we talked about just amazing boldness. And, and we looked at Peter and John, and they were, they were uh, heading to the temple, and they were on the way, and they were by this gate called Beautiful. And as they're walking in, there's this man who had been, had been lame for 40 years. And, and as they are walking by, he's asking for alms. He's asking for, for money to help support him. And, and, and Peter basically tells me, he says, man, silver and gold, I, I don't have any of that. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And this man who, again, had been lame for 40 years, he, he rises and walks, and, and he's telling everybody what this happened. Well, the Sanhedrin and all those guys, they get word of, of the religious leaders, let's call it that, the religious leaders of the day, they get word of what had happened, and they arrest Peter and John and, and bring him before basically a, a jury of their peers, of the Sanhedrin's peers, so it's kind of a lopsided jury. And they are basically, they ask him, well, who, in whose name are you doing these things? And, and Peter, it says that Peter was filled with the Spirit, and he declared that it was the name of Jesus, and he begins preaching to this Sanhedrin, these religious leaders, about what he had done and, and, and who, by whose power that they had done it. And so this morning, uh, we're going to talk, we're going to carry on that bold theme and talk about bold prayers. If you remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about what boldness was, that boldness was behavior born out of belief, that how we behave uh, is in large part due to what we believe. And so behavior, boldness is behavior born out of belief. And the key thought for today, if you're taking notes and want to jot this down, the key note for today is what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. So what you pray for, or maybe what you don't pray for, reflects what we believe about God. For example, I would say this, if you don't, if you don't pray at all, that reflects you don't believe in God or that you don't believe he's going to answer your prayers. Um, so what you pray for or don't pray for reflects what you believe in God. If you pray small prayers, maybe you don't believe that God's big enough to answer really big ones. And so you just pray small ones. Or maybe uh, you pray uh, for yourself, bless me, comfort me, be with me. Then maybe it reflects a thought that God is there to serve you And so, in fact, even our language, how we say something, says a lot about what we believe in God. Uh, for example, someone's really struggling through a situation, and they've done everything they can do, and then they make the kind of comment like this, well, the only thing left to do is pray. Like God is a, a last resort type thing for us. Uh, and, 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 you know, there are times that, that I can see God in heaven, you know, or, you know, it's almost like we see him like this saying, well, you're down to prayer now. You mean it, it's, it's up to me? Well, boy, you're really in trouble now. But God never says that. But what we believe, how we, what we believe uh, and, and, and how we pray reflects what we believe about God. And so let me ask you this question this morning. What, were, what, were, what was something you prayed about last week, or the last seven days, from last Sunday to today, what are some things that, that you have prayed for in the last week? 
Maybe some of you this morning are saying, well, you know, I don't, I don't think I really prayed. And that's an indication about what we really believe about God. Some might say, well, I can't remember what I prayed for. Well, I think that would be an indication of something as well. Some of you say, well, yeah, you know, I prayed for this, I prayed for this, I prayed for this, and you can list the things that you prayed for, but let's take this a step, a step further. So let's just think about two, three, four things that you prayed about over the last week. Think of two, three, four things that you prayed about over the last week. Now, I want to ask you a, a, a question. The question I want to ask you this morning is this. If God answered yes to all of your prayers last week, that God just miraculously said yes to everything you prayed, what would be different in the world today? What would be different in the world today? I'm not talking about your world, your little sphere or segment of of the world. I'm talking about what would be different in the world as a whole today. If God answered everything that you prayed for last week, how would the world be different? And chances are pretty good, if you're anything like me, that uh, the only things that would be different would be the things that are close to me. Things regarding the, you know, our church or things regarding uh, you know, the needs that I have in my life or people that I know or people that I'm close to and the prayers that I've asked for them. Uh, and, and so uh, I have a tendency to, to pray things that are very close to, 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 to the little circle of, of a church that we have. But I want us to, to, to pray really big prayers. I want us to pray things that don't just impact those close to us but might have an impact on the, on the world as a whole. Prayers that if God answered, churches would be overflowing and be filled with salvations every week. And not just this church. We got people from Hartville here with us this morning. Families from Conway. We got people all over Laclede, Wright Counties. We got people all over. But that revivals would begin to break out in churches all across our, our, our communities and our state and our country. That people would be set free from addictions. That people would begin to know what love, genuine love, really feels like. That people would be set free from the bondages that they find themselves in. Those are good prayers and those are big prayers. And I think sometimes we pray those prayers because we don't know how God's going to answer them. But guess what? It's not always up to us to determine how God answers a prayer. But I do believe God wants his people to pray and he wants them to pray bold prayers and big prayers and lofty prayers and prayers that if and when he answers them, people take a step back and say, I don't know how that happened. I don't understand it. But only God could do something like that with those people. Amen. My God wants us to pray big prayers. So think about your own life. If God answered everything that you prayed for last week, what would be different in the world today? So before we dive into the text this morning, let's bow in a word of prayer before we dive into Acts chapter 4. Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Lord, and we know that you are sovereign God, that, that Lord, that in a literal six days, Lord, you created the, the, the earth and all the animals and, and, and humans and, and everything that we have seen and everything that, 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 that scientists and explorers have yet to even discover, Lord, you created it all. And God, when you created us as, as, as your people, individually, everybody on this planet, Lord, you created them, and, and they are fearfully and wonderfully and amazingly knit together in their mother's wombs, and you created them with a purpose. That God, they aren't some uh, factory assembly line where you're just churning out human beings and, 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 and babies and, 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 and just hoping that, that some of them turn out all right, God. But you have, have individually knitted us and created us 
And God, you have created us with purpose. And God, I pray that you would help us to understand that, that you, that we are, uh, that you are, are pleased with us, that you love us, that you desire to have a relationship with us, Lord, that we are not just one of many, but we are individually the apples of your eye, that we are your children, God, and you, fi- and you find pleasure in us. And so, Lord, I pray today that maybe there's someone here this morning that just feels like maybe God doesn't want anything to do with them, that, Lord, today that they would know that they are passionately and deeply and intensely loved. That God, there is no love that any human being has ever had for any other human being that even compares to the love that you, our God, have for us. And God, I pray this morning, Lord, that you would, through the power of your Holy Spirit, would fill us with boldness. God, I pray that we would live bold lives. I pray that we would pray bold prayers. God, I pray that our our faith would increase to the point that it's nothing for us to ask for revivals to break out and for souls to be saved and for bodies to be healed and for miracles to be done. That God, we just anticipate and almost expect uh, in, in a good way you to do these things because you are God and there is nothing that is impossible for you to do. And so, God, I pray that as we are gathered here together, Lord, I pray that that we would understand that, one, you love us, that, two, you desire to have a relationship for us, that, 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 that you sent your son Jesus to die for us, that we might have that relationship with you. And that, God, you desire for us to, to, to be bold, and you desire for us to, 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 to pray big things. And, God, you desire to do great things through your people that, whom you've created. And so, Father, I pray that you would, Lord, that you would just bless our service this morning. I thank you for each and every person that's here with us today that is worshiping you with us. And God, I pray that as we study your word, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher and our guide. I pray that your Holy Spirit would individually with each person here, Lord, just speak to their heart. And God, that we would know that we were here with you today. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Acts chapter 4 is going to be uh, where we're at. If you, if you kind of, I gave a little bit of a synopsis and kind of got us through the first few verses, but, but Paul or, or Peter and John are, are brought before um, this Sanhedrin, uh, this, these religious leaders of the day, and again, they're asked, by what name, by what authority uh, have you done these things? And they say, let's just, let's just be clear here. We've done these things in the name of Jesus, the man you crucified, the man that, 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 that God raised from the dead. And in other words, if you were to look back at this, man, these guys are being full on bold. Because we have to understand something about this Sanhedrin. They, they, could, they could have these guys beaten. They could have these guys killed. And so they're stating some things that are very, very bold um, in these lines. But because the crippled guy was now healed, They really couldn't do anything because everybody would have uh, revolted seeing this miracle. And so against their own wishes, they had to release Peter and John. And that's kind of where we pick up the story. Go back and read chapter 4. Start in chapter 3, read chapter 3, read chapter 4. And we're going to begin reading this morning uh, in in Acts chapter 4, verse 23. So when they're released, it says... They went to their friends and reported uh, what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So they go back, they're telling their buddies about everything that had happened. And when they heard it, look what they did. They lifted their voices together to God. So what did they do? They prayed together. 
Now, that's something important for us to remember is this idea of praying together. We're talking about bold prayers this morning and praying and, 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 and praying together. See, there's something amazing that happens when God's people come together and pray for specific things. There's something precious when God's people just come together to pray, uh, pray anyway for anything. If they just come together, we have group prayer on Wednesday night, or we take prayer requests, then we pray over those requests and, and pray over those needs and thank God for the good things that he's been doing. But the thing about it is some of us, a lot of people, I think, don't feel comfortable praying in groups of people. They don't feel comfortable praying in front of groups of people. But I've noticed something that, that's incredible that happens when people come together and pray. And that something is this. You may come into a particular situation and you're praying for something and you don't have a whole lot of faith that God's going to be able to do anything or will do anything in this particular circumstance in your life. But then you are with somebody and they're praying and their faith is that God is absolutely going to do something and you, the, the ye of little faith person, almost get to climb the, the mountain of the faith of the person that you're praying with. And so your faith is increased just listening to somebody else pray. That's why we encourage you as you come, you know, on our invitation time, that we encourage you to have someone pray with you and pray for you. Because sometimes we just need to hear the prayers of someone else on behalf of our needs. We need to hear that someone else's uh, faith, that we can climb that and pray for something. But there is something incredibly, power, incredibly powerful when God's people come together to pray. And that's what these believers are doing here. They're under extraordinary persecution. Everybody's watching them. Everybody's wanting to, to get rid of this, these, these Christians, these followers of Christ. And under intense persecution, they come together and they pray. Let's keep reading about the middle of verse 24. So they're lifting up their voices together to God. And they say this, Sovereign Lord, who made the heavens and the earth and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the, Gentile, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly, in verse 27, in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And verse 29, he says, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And it says this, look at verse 31. And when they had prayed... The place in which they were gathered together was shaken. The walls literally started shaking, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now, there's something interesting that happens there is in those first few verses that we read when they said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heavens and the earth. I want to make note of something quickly before we move on. God did not need to be reminded who he was. But God's people did. God's people needed to be reminded who they were praying to. And so as we see the beginning of this prayer, we almost see themselves posturing themselves to get in a right position of worship before a holy God. 
God, you are sovereign. You are in control of all. Nothing that happens is outside of your knowledge, is outside of your control. And I think it's interesting that they pray this having had Peter and John just released from prison. And as they prayed, they prayed two bold prayers. You see, if we're gonna make a difference in this world, we can't be half-hearted, we can't be lukewarm, we can't be cultural Christians or cultural believers, but we need to be fully devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who live boldly for that name that is above all other names, the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage us in these two prayers that we find them praying this morning. The first one is this, they pray for boldness. If you look at verse uh, 29, it says, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. They pray for even more boldness. Now, if you're, if you're looking at this objectively and you go back and read uh, chapters three and chapters four, what you find is that they were bold to begin with. I mean, if you think about it, their boldness was the very reason they got arrested in the first place. And here they are uh, praying for even more, more boldness. But let me ask this question this morning. Have you ever prayed for boldness? Have you ever looked at this prayer or come across this prayer and act and said, you know what, Lord? I think I need to be a little more bold. And so God, would you grant me boldness? God, just make me bold. And, and I think most of us, maybe I would venture to say we probably haven't prayed that prayer. It's not something we genuine, generally think about a whole lot. But it's kind of like praying for, for patience, right? You pray for patience, God's gonna give you opportunities to practice patience. If you pray for boldness, God's gonna give you opportunities to, uh, to practice boldness, to go out and, and put that foot forward. And so, uh, and so why do we not pray for boldness? Well, um, because maybe we haven't thought about it. We haven't thought to pray for boldness. Or maybe because it's kind of scary. Boldness implies, you know, God wanting us to do something that might be outside of our comfort zone, that doesn't necessarily fit into what my life plan looks like right now, that we like our comfortable life. But here's the thing about boldness. A prayer for boldness is an others-centered prayer. Get what I'm saying? It's an others-centered prayer. Boldness typically doesn't help me. Boldness is for the benefit of someone else to help them know the love of God through Jesus Christ. That it's others-centered it's not help me to make an A on this test. And again, there's nothing wrong with asking God to help me make an A. We've got some students in here that when they got tests coming up, they ask for prayer. And you know what? I'm happy to pray for them. I'm happy to lift that stuff up. I'm happy to pray for someone uh, that they would be successful in their job or, or that God would provide them a raise or that their grandma or that their mother would be healed. I like those things. But, but, but when we think about it, those are really things that, that affect us and, and affect uh, those close to us. But when you pray for boldness, it's for the benefit of someone else. And something amazing happens. You receive joy and blessing. And I'm telling you, you pray for boldness. And, and you better watch out. You may be praying for people in the middle of a Walmart aisle. I had a good friend of mine that I had spent, I had spent years praying for. Years praying for. 
And I can remember one time I was on the phone with my dad and I said, hey, if you ever run into to so-and-so, would you, would you be sure to, to just, I was off to college and my dad, was, you know, he was still ran around and knew some of the guys that I, was, I played sports with. And so he actually runs into this buddy at Walmart and he begins talking to him. And right in the middle of Walmart, this young man accepts Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Like, that's amazing to me that just by asking someone, hey, man, you know, I've been talking to, to Andy and we've been talking back and forth, and, and Dad just asked, hey, man, do you, do you, do you need to be saved? Do you, do, you, do you need to be saved? And he said, yeah, Randy, I do. And right there in the middle of Walmart, Dad leads him in a, in a, in a prayer of salvation. Amen. Right in the middle of an aisle. And you know what? That's boldness on my buddy's part. You know, that's boldness on my dad's part because, you know, we don't like to ask people if they'd like to be saved. We kind of want to talk about Jesus. We want to talk about what God's done in our life. But listen, people aren't going to get saved if we don't ask them and tell them how to do it. They have to know. They have to know that Jesus wants a relationship with them. They have to be given the opportunity. Most people don't know how. You know, several years ago, the most Googled, uh, one of the most Googled searches was John 3.16. And even, sin, even in, the, in the years since then, there are still people in our communities that, 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 that despite there being churches all over Lebanon, maybe have never attended a church before. And so we have to tell them, we have to teach them that Jesus loves them, that Jesus died for them, that Jesus wants a relationship with them, that Jesus wants to walk with them and talk with them, that Jesus can rescue them out of their their sins, that he can rescue them out of their bondage, that he can rescue them out of any circumstance that they find themselves in, and that God is good. And we have to share that with them. But while we're on the topic of boldness and, and praying bold prayers, we have a young man in our church who, have, who has prayed a bold prayer, and I'm going to let him come up and tell you about it this morning, all right? Good morning, everybody. Um, Andy and I have uh, kind of been talking here recently uh, about some different things that's going on in my life, and he thought that it'd be probably a pretty good idea if I shared it with you guys. So as uh, most of you know, I felt like God was leading me to do a teen class um, here at the beginning of the year. And I mean, God has blessed me just so much by doing that. It, it's been awesome just to see, you know, the way that some of those kids have, you know, really grown closer to God. And, um, you know, it was, it was just, and the reason why I done it is because it was a hard time in my life. Um, you know, it was a time in my life where I just, I completely turned away from God. I got away from him. I got into a lot of different temptations and stuff. And so, you know, for me to be able to be there for those teens whenever they're struggling and whenever they're having doubts and know that they could seek a God that loves them and that cares for them and that protects them and that, you know, created them for a special purpose, not just for nothing. And so, um, but it just, it didn't feel like I was doing enough. You know, it was a one hour Wednesday night class and, you know, I would try to get with them, you know, other times, but it just felt like God was wanting me to do more. And so I would pray about it and 
you know, ask God, you know, what, what do you want me to do? What is it in this life that, you know, you're wanting me to do? Because I'm ready to do it, you know. And I, I was praying for boldness without even realizing it, you know. And because I, I want others to experience what I've experienced by serving our Lord and Savior. And so uh, Sunday night at the ice cream social, Andy, he kept just kind of giving me this weird look all night. Like, it's just like weird. I mean, he just kind of be looking at me across the room. And I was like, what in the world? And uh, he come up to me and he said, hey, I want to talk to you later. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) And so he pulled me off to the side and he's like, hey, I... Would you want to preach sometime? And I'm not kidding you guys. It was like, it was like God was just telling me. It, w- it wasn't just Andy saying, hey, you want to preach sometime? It, it was God that was using Andy and saying, hey, you want to preach? <laughs> you've been praying this kind of a prayer. You know, you've been doing this. And I'm giving you your shot. If, you, if this is, you know, this is what I want you to do. So are you going to take the reins and you're going to do it? And so... I told Andy, I said, yeah, I said that, I, I would love to. And then later on that night and a couple of days later, I, I just, I didn't feel like the matter was settled. I, I didn't feel like everything was just completely hunky-dory and that, you know, I, I didn't know if God was just wanting me to do this one time or what, but uh, I, I kept praying about it. And so, it felt like God was just saying, hey, just go talk to Andy about it, you know, kind of get things narrowed down. And so I went and talked to Andy uh, Wednesday afternoon, and, and the more and more questions that I had for him, just random questions about different things, the more and more I just felt reassured about his call on my life. And so I told Andy, you know, hey, I said, I think I know God's calling me into ministry. And he said, that's, that's awesome. He said, I'm, I'm happy for you. He said, I think it's there. He said, I think that you should get up and, and announce it to your uh, church on Sunday. So fast forward to right now. And uh, <laughs> a lot of sweat and a lot of praying and everything else. And uh, I'm standing before you guys here today. It's my church family. I'm telling you that God's calling me into ministry. And, you know, I, I don't know, you know, where that's going to take me from here. I don't know, you know, where God wants me to be. But uh, I know I'm not the most eloquent speaker. I'm not the most well-versed in Scripture. But I do know one thing, and that's that God can do extraordinary things with just ordinary people. Amen. And uh, I just ask that you be in prayer for me as I go through this journey and that he would uh, make my path clear and... Uh, that we could all, you know, help further his kingdom and his message by, you know, being bold on his call on all of our lives. So.
not. How about now? You guys get the bold prayer part? Praying that God, okay. Um, and so I pray that God would call our young people to, to ministry, to, uh, to, to missions, to, to do whatever, and um, that we would support them, that we would pray for them. And, and it is, it's, it's a bold step that, that Luke made. Um, but I'm standing before you today, if God can use anybody, uh, you know, I'm an example of God being able to use anybody. I mean, anybody at all. And, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago, about God can do extraordinary things through ordinary people. And God can do something extraordinary through you. But sometimes it's just praying for that boldness to take that step, to do that thing that he's calling us to do. And it's not, I want to make something clear. I think sometimes we make God's will out to be this one thing that's going to be the defining moment of our life. And that once I do this one thing or discover this one thing, that all is going to be well. But it's not. It's the daily taking up our cross, the daily denying ourselves, and the daily following Jesus. It's that time when you're sitting in your office and someone comes in and they need your advice on something and your natural desire, your first instinct is to tell them about Jesus and what Jesus can do for them, but you don't because you're afraid of how they're gonna respond to the name of Jesus. That's boldness. Boldness is saying, well, let me tell you about when I was in that situation of what got me through and his name is Jesus. Or, or, it's, or it's that person that you're standing behind in the grocery store line and for some reason God prompts your heart to pay for their groceries. And you think to yourself, well, I don't want to do that. They might think I'm uppity or snobbish. But you never know that that may be the need right there that that person's deciding between those groceries and going to the doctor because their kid's sick but their kid needs to eat and so they're there buying groceries. You don't know what's going on in a person's life. And I pray that we would be bold that we would do those random acts of kindness, that we would be willing to step out and say, hey, I know that this doesn't make any sense to you, but I wanna, I, you know, I wanna pay for those groceries and I want you to know that I'm paying for them because there's a God who loves you and a God who cares for you. And just being bold in that, being bold in, in taking that step and declaring Christ and professing Christ and talking about what God has done in your life. And be bold in that. And so pray bold prayers. And that God, that you would use me today. That you would use me for your glory. To make me bold. To stir me up. To give me eyes to see the needs of those around me. Or to give me a heart sensitive to those around me who are hurting. Or give me a prompting of the spirit to minister to those around me. And as you pray and as you watch, God will do something in you and stir you up. And stir you on to boldness for his glory. So pray for boldness. The second thing we find in the text so it says that they grant your servants to continue to speak your word with boldness. Verse 30, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and miracles are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So what do we pray for? We pray for boldness and we pray for miracles. Folks, listen, we still serve a miracle performing God. Miracles are performed every day. I can look around this church right now and I can give you the names of four or five people that literally should not be with us today, but God worked a miracle in their life. I can give you a, I can give you a page full of people who right now they would say, <clears throat> you know, that you would have looked at them 10 years ago or 20 years ago and said, man, there is no hope for them. And God worked a miracle in their life and they're doing things today that the 20 years ago version of themselves would literally be blown away. 
God works miracles. And these guys are praying big prayers saying, heal sick people, raise the dead, help us cast out demons and do miraculous signs. They're praying big, bold prayers. And if we want to make a difference, we need to pray big, bold prayers too. When you pray big, bold prayers, because we, pray, we can pray those because we believe God that when what he says. Sometimes I wonder if God asks us, says, Andy, would you one time just pray for something that when I do it, everybody looks around and says, that's got to be God. You ever stop and think about it and wonder if God ever asked us to do that? Would you please pray for something that you can't do yourself? You're praying for an A on that test, and if you prepared well, you'll get an A. But I'm asking you to pray for something bigger that you can't do. I'm praying for something that is beyond your control or maybe beyond your ability. Pray bold prayers that when God answers, everybody knows that God did it. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. And I believe that we serve a big God. Not just a, a small one or not just one that I want to put in a box and not just, I believe we serve a big God. And so why do so many pray, people not pray bold prayers? Well, for some, it's that you just don't want to be disappointed. If I pray a big prayer and God doesn't come through or, or I've tried it before and it didn't work or I don't want it to make God look bad, so we give God these escape clauses. God, if it be your will or, or something like that. And I, and have, and, and I, you know, I have no fear of at any time or any place asking God for anything because I've seen him do things that are mind-blowing and miraculous. I walked into a hospital room one day where the, 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 the chaplain at the hospital met me in the hallway and looked at me and shook her head that the man I was there to see was going to die. And that man's sitting in this church this morning. I have walked into hospital rooms convinced that the person I was laying there seeing, or they, that was laying there, was going to be the last time I was physically going to see them alive on this earth. And guess what? She's sitting in this church this morning. God does miracles. There are things and people that I've said, you know what, there's, there's no possible way that this is going to get any better. And then two days later, I get a phone call and something miraculous has happened in their life. There's been a change of heart and a change of mind. And it's something that only God could have done. But too many times we chalk it up to chance or we're afraid to ask God to do something because what if God says no? Well, let me tell you something. My prayer is that your faith is in such a good place that if God says no, that you can handle it. That if God says no, you can handle it. Sometimes things are just going to happen that are beyond our control. And sometimes there's going to be things happen like we looked at in the book of Job, that God's just going to allow things to happen and we're never going to understand why on this side of eternity. We're just not going to know. But God does, and God has a purpose behind it, and he's got a plan behind it. But don't be afraid to ask God for something big. And if God says no, God says no. He is sovereign after all. He knows his plan, and he knows what's for our best. And if we pray it and he says no, we say, well, God, that's obviously not your will, so help me to know what your will is and help me to pray for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Help me to pray that way. 
Help me to pray for the things that you desire for me to pray for. And so I have no fear of of, of praying. Does that mean that God's always going to answer my prayers? You need to say, well, Andy, you're praying it, therefore I'm going to grant it. No, he's not a genie in a bottle. He knows what's best for me. He knows what's best for our church. He knows what's best for you. He knows what's best for your family and mine. He knows what's best. And so I trust in that. But that doesn't stop me from praying for big things. Doesn't stop me from asking him to, to heal and to, to work and to save and to move and to, to call. God works miracles. And there are times that he'll answer our, our, our requests and there are times that he may say no. But I want to give you a chance this morning to pray for miracles, to pray for boldness, to ask God boldly. And then when God answers our prayers, we tell everybody what God did. That it's not just, well, there's good things happened in my life. It's let me tell you what God's been doing. Let me tell you how God's been moving and make sure that God gets all the glory. And if God doesn't answer the way that we think he, sh- excuse me, he should, then you know what? God's still God and it doesn't shake our faith because we believe he is the sovereign creator of all the universe and we're going to pray bold prayers because what we pray for reflects what we believe about God. And so I'm gonna ask you to stand this morning. And maybe there's some of you here this morning that you're just being honest and, and, and you kind of pray small prayers. And you really want to pray some bold prayers. So I want you to come this morning. I want you to, to pray for some big things. I want you to pray like, like you believe that God is big and that God is all powerful and ever present and all knowing and that all things are possible with your God and that you want to pray bold prayers and make a bold difference. And so I want to give you an opportunity. So that's you. I want you to come and pray this morning. Some of you this morning, you need to pray the boldest prayer you've ever prayed to date. And that prayer is going to be in response to the boldest act of love that we've ever seen in the history of mankind. This boldest act of love and that a good God did something for us that we didn't deserve and that we couldn't do for ourselves, that he sent his son Jesus to die for us, uh, that, that he who was without sin would die on the cross and be raised from the dead, that anyone, anyone at all who calls on his name would be saved. Our problem is this morning is that our sin separates us from a holy God. But as you pray in the name of Jesus, Scripture says that he will hear our prayer, that he will forgive us our sins, that he will cleanse us from all the sins that we've committed, and that we will be a new creation. But it's not just praying this prayer and, and praying in a self-centered way like, listen, I just, I just want to make sure that I've got some fire insurance. But instead, it, it, it's praying that he would be your savior, but also that he would be the Lord of your life in every way. And that what God is going to do in your life and what he's doing in your life would lead to other people coming to that same relationship. Because you know what? I'm like Luke. I want everybody to know what God's done in my life. I want everyone to experience the same thing that I've been able to experience with the Lord Jesus. I want them to know what genuine love feels like. I want them to know what what the presence of the Lord feels like, that even in the midst of the darkest parts of my life, that that I like David and say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God, you are with me. You comfort me. You strengthen me. You help me. And so that may be the bold prayer that some of you need to pray this morning. 
God, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins and I pray that you would forgive me of those sins and, and Lord, that you'd help me to live for you and that you'd be my Savior and my God. Maybe some of us this morning is just praying for a miracle. Maybe you came this morning and you find yourself at the end of your rope. Maybe you're not sure what's going to happen in your marriage or maybe you're not sure what's going to happen in life. Maybe you're not sure what's going to happen in your job. But we serve a God who works miracles. Would you bow with me? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning.